Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. I want to take you to what Luther would call fiducia. And it sounds big and it sounds one of those sorts of phrases that we don't quite know what it means, but you know what it means. You've had those moments. It's that moment when you were that kid and, and you went and you walked up to the top of the 10-metre the board on the diving board <laughs> and you peered over the edge. Uh, or you rode, anyone ride, ride their bike for the first time? You know, that moment where you said, Mom, Dad, it's okay, you can let go this time? That's fiducia. It's that moment, if you've been blessed to do it, that you've watched that person across from you in the aisle and you said, I do. It's that moment of trust. And if we've been there, you've felt it. Like trust, trust is scary. It's a scary place to be. And that's where we are today. We are right in that space of trust in all that God is doing amongst us. But it's... Uh, it, it's a moment in which we have to remind ourselves, like uh, Augustine said, uh, without God, we cannot. <laughs> but without us, God will not. And so as we uh, sit in that nervousness, because let's be real here, every, every celebration Sunday up to this point was safe. <laughs> I, I look back at what we've done as a church, it's been safe. Like we, we print a brochure, we celebrate the things that God has done. But this last year for us, it's been an unsafe year. It's been some creative chaos in the way that God has shown up. And he says, why don't you adopt a church? Here we go. And then off we went. And it was unsafe. And it was scary. It still is scary. But I'm, I'm emboldened by a story from the scriptures here that, that really shows us that this seems to be the way that Jesus just operates He's just fed the 5,000 and then it says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him over to the other side. I love that fact that you know, they've just seen an amazing miracle and Jesus doesn't give them time to rest. New mission, <laughs> new mission. And if you know what the other side rep- represented, the other side, the other side of Galilee, if you look at it on a map, the other side was the Decapolis. The other side was the non-Jewish side. The other side was the non-believing side. The other side was the pagan side. What Jesus was saying here when he said, go into the boat, Jesus was saying, my mission is about engaging the disengaged. Didn't he say, I'm not, I'm not here for the, uh, for the healthy. I've come for the sick. I'm come for those that don't know me. There's a whole bunch of other believers that have got a relationship with God. Guys, you get in the boat. I'm taking to the other side. We're going to the, those that are disengaged. And then here is a verse that I've been living off for the last 12 months. They're frightened out of their wits. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. There's a storm around them in the boat. They're halfway across. They're probably doubting what the heck has Jesus got us into. Felt that once or twice this year. And then Peter says this, Lord, if it's you, if it's you, Jesus, tell me to come into the water. 3 a.m. in the morning, they see him out walking on the water. They think it's a ghost. And Peter says, look, if, if it's you, Jesus, tell me. And if it's you, I will come. And you guys have to understand this creative chaos that we've gotten ourselves into. The way it happened, well, there is an amazing bunch of faithful elders that sat around a table in our boardroom there. And on paper, this strategically looked like it could be a good move in order to expand our church. And one of them stopped us in the middle of the table and said, guys, we have to get one thing right. We have to make sure that this is God that is calling us to this. Because if we're not clear that it's God calling us to this, then we don't want to go. Lord, if it's you, tell us 
and we'll come. And then Peter got down out of the boat and he walked on water. Have you ever noticed, and I've seen the pattern over and over and over again, God never calls you to a place that you could otherwise walk out on your own. (laughs) And so the way that we've known that this has been our call is there's been an aspect in which uh, what we stepped into in this last year in celebrating the adoption of church and a a whole range of amazing ministries that are happening in the life of our church is that we went, many of us around that elder table and the team went, look, unless God shows up, And we can't do this. Without God, we cannot. But without us, he will not. And so we took that step of faith. And I've got to say, for all the stories that I wish we could share this morning, uh, I've got to to bring it down to just a couple because I've got to pay tribute to every member of the North Taramara Church of Christ who already got this story and who already had the faith to step out of the boat and hand, hand another church everything which is just so precious to them everything that had been 50 years worth of history to them. And they, they said, we're not sure what Northside's going to do with it. We're not sure how we're going to do- go. Are they going to look after us? And they, and they just they stepped out of the boat. And so I want every member of the Taramara Church who we bust down today, who are with us, I want you to stand so we can honour you for your faith and your faith in the kingdom and say thank you. Please stand. Please stand, guys. We love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the stories of, that you are and the way that you inspire us all in this. And the other craziest story is not a ministry moment, but I think I got a glimpse this year of what Northside Church is really about. And it happened when all of these lights flickered off. And if you were lucky enough to be here in the pouring rain, right? And it was the one time in our church's history that we were truly on fire, right? <laughs> And one of the most precious, beautiful moments because I saw our church for what it truly was in that moment. And that moment where as a preacher, I'm standing outside there in the rain and for all of my technology, I suddenly realised that an iPad and preacher's notes on an iPad doesn't work in the rain. And we had to chuck them aside. And I looked down and I saw a whole bunch of faces that were just eager. I, I said it as a joke, we should do some outdoor preaching. And then I saw a whole bunch of faces, which, which was our church saying, no, preach the word, preach the word, preach the word. And then not only that, did, did people hear the word and the neighbours and everyone else in that? And then we see like Northside spread out into cafes like Rough and Bear and Finn and the rest of it. And another Northside put, put his credit card on the bar out there at Rough and Bear. So everyone's getting shouted breakfast, including the neighbourhood. Everyone that was in Rough and Bear, Christians, non-Christians alike, got a free breakfast that morning. And I thought, is there no better picture of what the Church of Jesus Christ should be about? Radically blessing the community around us. We finally saw, and I thought the irony that that one moment in the year, the one moment that the big idea of my message was the church is not what is within the walls. <laughs> God of less God. God of less God. And you know what? After all of this, after all that we've been through and after all the amazing stories that we've had in the last year, to be honest with you, like hearing some of the stories of Hilton this morning and seeing his baptism up there and the amazing people that I've gotten to know up, in, uh, up at, at Taramara there, you know what, if we just packed this whole thing up now, I would say it was worth it. It'd be worth it. It'd be worth it. But I struggle because I'm not that sort of person and I've got to give you a phrase that helps you understand why we're doing what we're doing. The phrase is tegen. Uh, tegen, I, I inherited this phrase from my little three-year-old daughter. Uh, well, I discovered it when, you know when you throw kids uh, up in the air 
and you throw them so high they think they're going to drop you and so you just see like the fear of God in their face as they're suspended up there, right? Sort of sums up the last 12 months for me. And and they're thrown up there and then I catch her and all the fear just dissolves and she says, Tegin, Tegin, do it again, do it again. And I think what we've experienced, and this is the decision point for you and I is, Instead, oh man, I, I can't stand the way that God does this, but He does it every time. It's like we get thrown into the air in this faith journey that we take in our Christian life, right? And then we feel His arms around us and catch us and we feel His faithfulness. And I know that some of you have felt this. And there is something sick within us as followers of Jesus that after all of that fear and all of that faith, we look at Him and we say, Tegin, Daddy, Tegin. And so that is why this morning... That is why this morning we continue to launch new trajectories into what our future is as a church. We want to be a church that is multi-site, multi-expression. Not because it's some prideful strategy, but last time I checked, there are way more people out there in Sydney that don't know Jesus yet than there are churches. And we want to make a stand as a leadership to say that we are going to be a church that is constantly finding any which way that we possibly can to win some, I think Paul once said. And so we know that the message of Jesus never changes, but the model of church has changed over the years and so must our, our model. And so we will continue to create spaces that engage the disengaged from small groups, through the congregations, through the churches and buildings. And I would hope for our future that that would never change. We want to be a church that engages the disengaged. We want to be single-mindedly focused on the outsider, not the insider, because the gravity of the insider can pull us into, let's be real, our little cliched subcultures all the time. But I want to be the sort of church that I know that I could invite my best friends to and not be embarrassed by. I want to be the sort of church that people, as we've seen in some of these stories, can see Jesus for who he really is. And so that means we're going to find new and different and innovative ways to communicate. We want to be... We want to be a resource church. It's why we're going to upgrade our facilities, our tech facilities here at Crow's Nest to send our conference centre into the future. Because our conference centre, we have to understand, is a ministry of the church. The conference centre is not just some cash cow that helps us pay for ministry staff so we can put on programs. In fact, we're taking the conference centre to a whole new level where we're going to donate $30,000 worth of conference space to not-for-profits around the city, whether it be AA, the Leukaemia Foundation, those that can be blessed by us will be blessed by us. Organisations that could never afford to have this space will get this space to conference. But we've got to... We've got to be best practice if we're competing against the rest of the world. We've got to have facilities that resource that mission. And so we want to be a resource church. And for this reason, and this is what is exciting me into our future, we want to be a resourcing church. And so this year, we are launching, with your help, a concept called the Kingdom Investment Fund. And it's our dream that we are going to begin to start tithing a portion of our church's budgets in order to fund and support ministries that have got nothing to do with Northside. That we're going to start at 3% because we've all been learning about tithing. We're going to be a percentage giver corporately. We're going to start it at 3% and we're going to test God in this. And our dream is that we would be a church where we tithe 10%, not just of our offerings, but of our conference revenues to areas of mission and local justice, to church planning initiatives around the churches of Christ. We want to help other smaller churches get up and and to win and to support them in that way. And that we also want to get creative with what we're doing and support organisations that have a kingdom entrepreneurial bent to them and partner with organisations that are going to help other organisations build businesses that have kingdom values. 
And so I, I, I'm just convinced and we are convinced as a leadership that we are blessed to be a blessing and that we've come to realise in the recent weeks that we are so rich as a church and that to have that level of resourcing and not do anything with it biblically is not just good stewardship you know, or, or being prudent. It's not stinginess, it's injustice. And no more. It starts now at 3% and we will look to bless those that are outside the walls of our church. And so correspondingly, last and foremost, we want to be a church that's valued. We want to be the sort of church that we know, and I'm being upfront with you, I know this. I know that we don't do justice and, and serving our local community in ways that we need to and that needs to change. And so we want to start serving the local community around us and investing in local justice initiatives that, that hopefully would move to a point where people, if we just exited ourselves from the community, suddenly went, where did Northside go? And we're a church that's missed. And so what that means, all of this, all of this ahead of us in our trajectory for the next few years, what it means for us practically is the step is this, is that it's created a faith gap of $110,000 every year in our operating budget. And what I want to say to you this morning is, we don't have to do that. If we don't reach that, that's fine. That's fine. We, we, we don't have to do that. If we, if, we, if we don't hit that target, we just get back in the boat. But it's been the conviction of our eldership and our leadership before you to say uh, that, that it's our responsibility to present this to you guys as the Church of Jesus Christ to say, what would you like to do with this? Might not agree with every, everything that we say or do in all of this, but what would you like to do with this? Because, because I, I don't know about you, but I'm not getting back in the boat. I'm not giving the hours of the way that we serve so faithfully in this place. I'm not giving the hours of, of the way that we do what we do in this place to just sit in the boat. And so this morning we're asking those who appreciate what we do to participate. If you appreciate, then participate. This is for the Northside family. We're going to ask you this morning to say, look, we've got a challenge ahead of us. We've got a challenge ahead of us because God's vision for this church is big. And so what part will you play in all of that? Will you join us in that? Because last time I checked, without God, we cannot. But without you, he will not. And so I'm going to invite our elders up this morning if they're floating around here. Here they all are here. And we all uh, stand here shoulder to shoulder this morning. Because as, uh, as we've all prayed through and, and considered what it is that we are calling us to as a church, you know, the reality is, look, there are some trajectories for God's future in this place. But if you asked me, is it going to happen? Is it going to work? My honest answer to you, and these guys would say as well, we don't know. We don't know. But I mean, we've been led to this conviction that it's, it's not our job here as a leadership to assure you that we've got it in control. It's our job to assure you that God's in control. And we have never been more convinced as a leadership that this is God's plan and future for our church, to be radically generous in all we do. And so this morning as we come to this time of giving, and many of you who called Northside home, you know that we were moving towards this moment today. And I think so many of you have already begun preparing for this moment today. Those of you who have already committed before we're in this moment today, we're all standing here to say, as your eldership and your leadership, what we're about to call you to, we've already done. We believe where God is taking us as a church and we'd like you to join us. And we'd like to, to if anything today, this giving and these moments that we have together, 
This giving is not the ends. It's just the means. And it's the means to this. To say that, look, it's just the means for all of us individually to get before him and say, Jesus, if it's you, if it's you that's calling us to do this, then I'm going to go. Then I'm going to go. And so as, uh, as we get ready this morning to make our commitment into God's future for this church, I'm going to give you all a few minutes just to think through this and process this together as these songs happen. There are going to be some pledge cards around you. And so if you haven't already done this online and you're part of the church family, then there are pledge cards and pens at the end of the chairs there as well. I'm going to give you some minutes to think through and consider what, if you're part of our family, you should by now already know this is what we were headed to and to get ready to play your part as we step forward into our future as a church. And if you're not part of our church or you don't know yet, yet know Jesus, this is a moment for you too because we're calling you to, to into deeper levels of trust with him. Don't give your money. Give, give him something way more valuable than your money. Give Jesus you. Give Jesus you. Step out of your boat and your, your thinking in terms of how you run your life and, and the, the greatest gift that you could give to Jesus in this church this morning is to give yourself to him. And so we're going to move to this time now where this is the time, church. This is the time to see what to ask yourself, what part will I play in God's future for this church? We can, we can stay. We can stay back in the vote. We can, we can do that. But I don't want to. And I know so many of you, so many of you, you, you can't go back because you've felt his faithfulness. And so this morning too, you to declare silently in your own way, again, Daddy, again. Let's do it again, again. Let's pray. Father God, I would just ask in this moment that for all of us who appreciate this place as we get ready to participate, that Lord God, you would do something profound in the life of your church. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that the church is not our idea, but it's your idea, Lord Jesus. And so as we get ready to commit to you this morning, Lord Jesus, we would ask that you would make your voice very clear to us, that you would speak to us, that we would declare, I pray for every person in this place that calls Northside home, that you would give us the wisdom and the courage to say, Lord Jesus, I'll follow you. And ultimately, Lord Jesus, I trust you. I trust you. Speak to us now in this moment. And as we sing together, we do what happened in that boat after they walked on the water. It says they went back and they worshipped you. And we worship you for the amazing, amazing things that you have been doing in the life of our church. The crazy year that we've had. When we've stepped out of the boat and now allowed you to take us to places that are downright scary. We want more of it, Father. And we would ask that you would make your presence known to us in this moment, we pray. In Jesus' name.